Hello and welcome to the Stuff I Heard podcast. This is your host, Joshua Peak. What's up, everybody? Uh, this is the Stuff I Heard podcast, and I'm your host, Josh Peak. And today happens to be the first day of 2020. New year, new me, right? Um, if uh, if you uh, had the opportunity to go hang out with friends and, and party uh, last night, I hope you guys did so in a safe way and, and had a sober ride home. Um, if you didn't, uh, I really hope that you made it home okay. See, here's the thing, is we all want to be part of the party. We all, want to be, we all want to join in. We all want to celebrate with our friends. We all want to think that we can burn the candle at both ends. And I used to do that a lot. I used to be very, um, very eager to work harder than everybody, put in more time than everybody. And then when it came time to hang out with friends and party, I wanted to party harder than everybody. I didn't want to sleep. I thought that sleep really cut down on the amount of fun that you could have. And, you know, there's some truth to that, but there's also a price you have to pay. And the price is that without proper sleep, your body does start to break down in little ways. Uh, As an example, uh, yesterday I got up early, went to work, worked a full, you know, 12 hours, got home and uh, ate dinner with my wife and... We had plans to go hang out at our friend uh, Dan and Lori's house. And we had about a two-hour window for me to take a nap. And I told my wife, I said, I'm going to lay down and take a nap because I am exhausted. She's like, okay. And the whole time I'm thinking, are we going to stay there till midnight? And they're like, you know, happy new year all together. Um, they had, I had heard that they had bought some fireworks and that also... They had some close friends that were in town visiting from Ohio. And I was like, well, you know, I don't know how much hanging out we're going to get to do with them if, you know, if they're entertaining friends from Ohio. What I didn't realize is that Dan and Lori are expert at entertaining. They they know what they're doing. They had a plan. They had people over, not just us. They had lots of people over. Uh, they had cornhole going on. They had a big fire pit going on. They had uh, all kinds of fun stuff to do. Inside, the girls played games. Uh, A lot of them didn't want to get out in the cold. So my wife and a few of the other ladies got together, and and they played games and had a great time, got to hang out and talk, and everybody had food, and there was drinks, and there was all kinds of fun stuff to do. Okay? So the price to pay is today. The price to pay is um, I didn't feel the greatest this morning. I had to revive myself. I had to remember, oh, I'm not in my 20s anymore. And this gets harder the older you get. Um, I did stay up late enough to say, Happy New Year. Uh, Not over there, though. We were there hanging out. And at a certain point, my wife had kind of planned for a a decent New Year's Day dinner today. And uh, part of it was cooking black eyed peas the day before. And she was like, I think I need to get home. I'm not sure if these black eyed peas are okay. Um, I think I left them on. And that's one of your big fears whenever you leave the house. If you were cooking when you left, you go, oh, crap, did I leave the stove on? And, and you know, if the stove's running, then, of course, you could have a problem. So we uh, we said our goodbyes and thank yous and all that stuff, and we came home, and, and luckily the black eyed peas were not cooking, and we were able to, to come and, you know, make sure they were good to go. And we got home probably... I don't know, must have been around 
it was around midnight because we got home and turned on the TV. And I think I looked up on YouTube for the Disney fireworks so we could see the, the fireworks at midnight. And in the past, they've done a, a pretty decent job about, you know, broadcasting live from like a view of the castle and then a view of Epcot and people have done that kind of stuff. And <clears throat> it amazes me that they don't think about this a little bit more. They, for some reason, have not realize that they can capitalize on everything they have available if all they do is turn some cameras on and point it at their attractions and say, hey, by the way, I know you guys can't be here in person, but have a look at our our fireworks. You can have ads in there. Sure, why not? You could regulate that as Disney. I mean, come on. You're buying up Star Wars and Marvel. There's some stuff you could do here, and you could make some money on this. I mean, this is an opportunity that you guys aren't even tapping into. If anybody from Disney's listening to this, I doubt you are, but here's an opportunity. I mean, geez, for 4th of July, New Year's, turn the cameras on, point it towards the, the big castle and go, hey, by the way, I know you guys can't be here, but here we go. We're going to do the countdown. You ready? Three, two, one. Happy New Year. And do the fireworks. Whenever you Google it or whenever you look it up on the YouTube search engine, there's a ton of them that come up that say live that aren't live. They were recorded live, and they've put the little icon somehow on their screen, but they're not live. One of them I came across was live, but it was from a year ago. There was lots of them from several years ago. There was lots of them from last year. They all said live. And it was really hard to find something that was current. So the one that I thought was current, I clicked on it at midnight, and it looked like it was daytime. And I was like, okay, what's going on here? Are you guys in Disneyland or what? They were at the Magic Castle. But their quote-unquote live was from, I don't know, earlier today they started recording. And the guy's internet apparently was cutting in and out. It was just a fiasco. But as we got closer to midnight, I did find a channel. They did point it at the castle. I got to see some fireworks. I got to hear the whole Minnie Mouse countdown, you know, and the Mickey Mouse, Happy New Year. So, cool. That's great. That's all I wanted. We said our Happy New Year's. Um... I was able to start watching uh, something on Netflix, which I'll talk about in a second, and uh, didn't stay awake long after that. I was like, eh, I got to go to bed. So this morning, up at 6 a.m., because the body goes, hey, what are you doing sleeping in? Got up at 6 a.m., because I normally get up at 3 and 4, and uh, had to write the boat a little bit, and I did the whole deal with God of, I'll never drink like that, you know, and I didn't really drink that much. I just, I had some beers. Um... But let's talk about that too. Okay. I had mentioned on previous podcasts, if you guys listened uh, two podcasts ago, what would that be? Episode 173? I said that had a big announcement that I would say, a big declaration or whatever for this coming year. <clears throat> Some of you know that I have been doing the keto diet uh, last year. And I had gotten up to 258, uh, which I ballpark it and just say 260. And I got on the keto diet, did it pretty strictly, and I had lost weight down to about 222. And I felt like that was very successful. And when I got to 222, I sort of relaxed a little bit, and I just started eating some stuff I'm not really supposed to eat, you know, mainly chips and salsa and pizza and sandwiches with bread. And the next thing you know, I'm just, I'm completely off keto, and I'm eating all the stuff I can shove in my face. I'm drinking beer on a pretty regular basis, which is heavy in carbs. And 
this morning when I got up, I got on the scale and I said, all right, tell the truth. And I got on it and back to 255. Just like that. Just because I quit paying attention to what I was shoveling in my face, I got back up overweight. A lot overweight. I'm miserable. I am physically miserable. I feel tired. I feel like I can't quite catch my breath because I have so much crap in my gut. And I just, I feel awful. Now, my wife went through the effort to create um, our annual New Year's feast of black eyed peas, turnip greens, rice, um, cornbread, and we always have pork. I grilled some center cut pork chops and seasoned them, cooked them on a pellet grill. Great meal. I tried not to overeat. I tried just to have a helping. And then when I got done, I was like, well, it's the last day, fat boy. Let's have a second helping of that cornbread and turnips. So I did that. And I feel okay right now. I'm drinking water. I'm going to drink water the rest of the day. And I'm going to cut down on everything. I'm going to cut back on everything. I'm going to stop with the chips and salsa. I'm going to stop with the bread. I'm going to stop with the pizza. Um, As much as I love going to Pizza Mio and getting a pizza there, I got to cut out the crust. I got to cut out the bread. I got to start making them. If I'm going to have something they have, I'm going to eat the salads. And I got to, I just got to change. There comes a time in everybody's life when you have to take accountability for yourself and you can't do it for other people. You have to do it for yourself. You have to make the mind up in your own body and your mind of this is what I want to do and then do it. So this is my declaration. This is my I'm telling you what I'm going to do, okay? I'm going to lose the weight again. I'm going to focus on what I shovel in my face, and I'm going to take the weight off. I'm not going to buy any beer. If I have a beer, it will be later this month when I hang out with my friends, and I'm not going to have that much. Just going to drink socially a little bit, and I'm going to take it easy. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to pay more attention to what I eat. And I'm going to drop the weight again. I'm going to show you guys what it looks like. I'm going to make videos along the way. I'm going to say, all right, you know, and you'll see it in my face. Right now I'm looking in the camera. My face looks round and a little bit red. It's unhealthy. So, new year, new me, right? I've talked all the time about Donna saying, why do you wait for New Year's to change? You could choose at any time to change. And she's absolutely right. Why wait? It just happens to be that this is the point where I got on the scale and went, whoa, train left the tracks there, Josh. Time to get it back on track. So that's what we're going to do. Let's talk about some stuff I heard, shall we? Um, This past weekend, I went with my wife down to visit her folks. We went down to South Georgia in the little town of Nahana. Uh, The little town is growing. On top of their one stoplight in town, they now have a Burger King. Whoa, Burger King. So, of course, we had to stop in there on the way in because we left it. I think we got up at 3 a.m. and we were on the road by 3.15. And drove down there, got to town about, I don't know, 7-ish. They opened up at 7. I was able to pull in, go through, go inside or go through the drive-thru, grab us both a croissant, croissant, Sandwich. How do you pronounce it? Sandwich. Yeah. Grabbed us something to eat. We stopped by uh, Piggly Wiggly while we were there in town. Had to grab a couple things for the house on the way in. And we got, in t- got into her parents' house, had some 
some coffee. And right away, her folks were up. We were able to talk and hang out and prepare for the day. Um, I brought that meat that I'd cooked. We went ahead and put it in the oven, let it heat up. Um, dinner was great. Had lots of family over, got to visit with a lot of folks. Her brothers had these uh, questionable legality fireworks that they shot off. Uh, little uh, fist-sized explosives. <laughs> it was fun for a while, and then it was like, all right, this is the part where somebody gets hurt. I'm going to step back a little bit and go inside. I actually took some some film of it um, with a camera, so I'll post a little bit of that here and there. Uh, just be looking out for that. But anyway, it was a good visit, and we got to hang out and play games and that kind of stuff. And um, Sunday morning, we woke up early, had to head back home. It's time to start all over. And so we did. But while we were on the road, we were able to listen to a podcast together. My wife, uh, Dolores, has gotten into listening to Burt Kreischer's wife's podcast. I talk about it a good bit on here, and you guys probably know about it. It's called Wife of the Party. And she was celebrating her 100th episode. And so she wanted to have this guy named Jair Rodriguez on. Jair uh, was a guest on Bert's podcast, The Bertcast, episode 262. Um, he is a behavioral guy. He uh, submits this test that you take, and it kind of gives you an idea about your strengths and weaknesses, things that you're focused on, things that you could do for your personality that would perhaps make your life a little bit better. And she and Bert took this test. Um, and in that episode, they both have a, have a sort of a breakthrough and a breakdown. Um, Jair reveals to her that, you know, you have this creative part of you that you're not fulfilling. And you're, the way your personality is set up, you're you know, 98% other person focused. You're not focusing on yourself. You're not making yourself happy. You're miserable. And it broke both of their hearts. It broke Bert's heart because he loves her and he didn't want her to be miserable. He had taken his eyes off the fact of, hey, this person that I said I want to love forever and be with forever is unhappy and it's sort of my fault. And he's like, you know, this is what we need to do. We need to give you an outlet. And so Bert's the one that said, I'm going to, I'm going to get you started on your own podcast and you're going to do it with you. You know, you're going to do it and you're, it's going to help. And she was like, I don't know. And so she got started doing it and that's how it birthed. That's how the whole thing started. And 100 episodes later, she's done one a week. So she's getting close to her two year anniversary. She, um, she wanted to have Jair on to do the, the, the 100th episode, but he couldn't make it. So, you know, who's the next person to have? Of course, her husband. So she had Bert on, and Bert had some questions. Bert actually interviewed her a good bit, but um, my wife didn't care for it. She said that she likes listening to Leanne's podcast more than Bert because she's she has a pace to her, and the way she asks questions is very good. And listen, not every podcast is for everybody. Like everybody has their own voice and their own opinions and their own way of talking, and maybe it's the cadence of their voice or the sound of their voice. I mean, I've listened to people before that I thought, man, I like what you have to say, but you only say it good. You know, you only say some little nugget of goodness like every fifth episode, or, you know, most of your episode is you talking to somebody in the background that we can't quite hear because you don't seem to remember to put a mic on them, 
or there's always just something about somebody that you're just like, yeah, this is okay, but it could be better. Like you always insert yourself into the situation. It's sort of like watching football on TV. You go, why did you throw it to that guy? You had another guy open right there. You're yelling at the TV and the guy can't hear you on the TV. But you think to yourself, man, if it was me doing that, I'd do better. Well, there you go. A podcast is a thing you could do by yourself. You could do it. I'm doing it. I literally listened to a bunch of them and I thought, hey, I could do one. Why not? And it was Leanne who inspired me to do it. She's the one who said, hey, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, go check out this app, this Anchor app. You can download it on your phone, A-N-C-H-O-R. It's a little purple icon. Follow the instructions and you could do a, you could do a podcast. And this, what you're listening to right now, grew from that. And then I'm trying to help other people grow theirs. Because I figured, you, you know, what do successful people like to do? They like to help people. They like to show people how to do it themselves. So promote the positive, pay it forward, all that stuff. But um, anyway, it was a good podcast with uh, with Bert and Leanne. Um, they asked a lot of questions. You know, they have a silly relationship between the two of them. They make jokes that are inside jokes. But I got all the inside jokes because I listened to them so much. Um, but anyway, it was good. Um <clears throat> And then we didn't listen to anything else because my lovely wife happens to have that um, that XM radio or Sirius, whatever it's called. Yeah, so we listened to music the rest of the time. And we talked. We like talking. We're, we're good that way. Um, <clears throat> so let's talk about some stuff that I've watched. On Netflix, there is a series called The Witcher. It came out, I want to say around Christmas time. And I watched the first episode, and I couldn't get into it. I was just like, what's what's going on? I think I even talked about it on this podcast. Um, there's only eight episodes. And I thought, okay, I'm reading comments from people that I'm friends with on Facebook that are talking about, man, this is a good series. I was confused up until the seventh and eighth episode, or I was confused up until the fourth and fifth episode. And I think one of my friends, uh, a guy named Thomas, he wrote that, you know, it took me till the fourth episode before I realized they were going back and forth in time. And I was like, what? And I was like, oh, okay, they're telling a story like in perspective mode, but you don't know if they're if they're telling you about today or 10 years ago or 20 years ago. And because of the characters and because of their supernatural whatever, you it's really hard to tell if they're, it's like a current time or in the past. I don't know. It's It's weird. You get this guy... He's uh he's the Witcher, quote unquote the Witcher. Um he's played by Henry Cavill. He's the guy that played Superman in the Superman reboot movies. Um, real hunky looking dude. But in this they got him looking rough. He's got like white hair and these purplish looking eyes and um he's super buff. I mean, there's a couple of scenes where um, you know, he's got his shirt off and he's I'm looking at his arms, I'm like, geez, dude, you hit the gym super hard. Holy cow. Um, it's really impressive the way he wields the sword and, and whips it around really quickly. It's very video game-esque. And I'm not sure if this, if this story came about because of a story or if it came about because of a video game. I'm really unsure. I actually had to look it up and I, I couldn't even find anything on it. I did see where they made some movies in the past, uh, because it gave references to the characters and who the characters are. And that's how I figured out some information that I didn't quite get from watching it. See, here's the thing. When you watch it, there is that jumping back and forth thing. And you're like, what? What's going on? There's the thing of uh, his character, the Witcher. He talks 
with this this voice like this. And it's like, really, dude? Did we not learn anything from Batman? If you can't understand what he's saying, then what does it matter that you've got your voice like this? He talks really, you know, like a video game deep, you know, soulful kind of voice. But at the same time, you're like, I can't understand what you're saying. Like there's lines in it where I really wish that I could pop up the the captions on the bottom just so I could read it. If I could read it, I knew what he was saying. And I, in the past, I've watched stuff like that, and I was like, yeah, that's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll get the gist of it. You know, like like Game of Thrones. There's a lot of that in Game of Thrones where there's characters, and they have these voices, and you're like, what what just happened? But then they'd carry forth with the action, and you go, oh, okay, he meant, yeah, okay, I see what you're going, okay, yeah. So you just kind of fill the gaps. And this is like that, but harder. Because they're jumping back and forth in time, and they're dealing with characters that you might not see in another episode or two. And it's like, okay, who are these characters? Like, I don't even know their names. I watched it till the very end before I finally figured out that his name is Geralt and and the his love interest is a lady named Jennifer. It's like Jennifer, but with a Y instead of a J. Um, I wonder why that is. That's kind of interesting. Anyway, um, there's a girl, a, a, a teenage-looking girl. Her They call her, she called herself Fiona at one point, but they also call her Siri. And I thought, okay, if people have their phone open, it's going, <laughs> Siri on your phone is like, what? Did you say something? You know, kind of like Alexa. What is it with TV shows and now all of a sudden everyone's named Alexa in a TV show? Because my stupid little Alexa on the table just blinks all the time. Sorry, I didn't understand what you were asking for. It's like, shut up. She's not talking to you. Anyway. Um, okay, so let's talk about this this story, this, this show, The Witcher. This dude is like somehow supernatural-ish. He has this ability to like push things with his hand, kind of like the force, you know, and they, things move backwards. And he's really fast. He has this unreal ability to smell things. He can sense when magical things are there. He can touch items and like he can hear voices of what happened or, you know, stuff like that. I, I don't really know all of his powers. But anyway, um, from just watching it, this is what I gathered. And he's extremely hard to kill. He uh, apparently makes money by killing monsters. That's the, how the story starts, okay? And you meet this, as you're watching the show, you meet this hunchback-looking, gnarled-up woman who's like a sorcerer of some kind, or she wants to be a sorcerer. And she's butt-ugly-looking in the beginning, Okay. This is sort of the the ugly duckling story meets Playboy. Um, She has a hunchback. You know, she's got a gnarled face. Her hair is all ratty. She's got her teeth screwed up. She's got one eye that's cocked funny. And it's just, it's, you're like, oh, this poor girl. And she's having a tough life. And she wants to be a sorceress. And she doesn't seem to be excelling well in the school. And when she gets angry, like freakish things happen that are controlled by magic. And you learn through the story that she's part elf, and that's why she has this incredible ability, which I don't understand all of the rules. It's sort of like watching Star Wars. If you've never watched any of them, you're like, wait, what's happening? Who's that person? I felt like that person. I felt like that person asking questions to myself because there's nobody I could ask. But anyway, um, as you're watching it in the first few episodes or whatever, she ends up hooking up with this dude and she's got her top off and I'm like, wait, she's sneakily hot for a girl with a with a weird hunchback and in this messed up looking grill and face and all this other stuff. 
And I was like, okay, you got my interest. I'll keep watching. Whatever. I'll, I'll look at that. Sure. Yeah, why not? So anyway, um, as the story goes, she apparently does something and she makes herself prettier through magic or through this guy's help. This guy does magic on her. And in the process, he takes her fertility, quote unquote, takes her fertility. He, he, he it's gross. Um, basically yanks out her ovaries and everything just, and then and, and burns it and makes a powder and paints stuff on her. And it's just, it's, it's very disturbing. But in the process, she gets super hot. She becomes like a supermodel hot. Um, and I was curious. I like, when I went to make notes for this show, I wanted to like look up the character so I could give people credit because I had to look up uh, Henry Cavill's name. I wasn't sure what his last name actually was until I looked it up. But her name in real life is Anya Charlotra, C-H-A-R-L-O-T-R-A. And she's only 23, which if they film this thing, you know, a while back, she may have been 22 when this thing was filmed. She is smoking hot in these later episodes. Um, she has an interesting character. Their interaction is really cool. There's supposed to be this thing of destiny between them. There's also this weird tie-in to destiny of him looking for this girl, this this uh, Siri girl that also calls herself Fiona once in a while. And I don't quite know what it is. Okay. I looked it up on Wikipedia because I was just curious. I was like, The Witcher. And like this little thing going goes, Wikipedia? And I was like, okay. I clicked on it and started reading their their stuff about their history. And it looks like these two main characters at some point, not in this season, but at some point, are gonna like help raise this young girl together. It's not they're they're not related like biologically, but Somehow they're going to raise this girl together and they go through all kind of crazy adventures and they get separated and they get back together and there's all kind of stuff that happens. But I think that the first season is just leading up to that. The way the first season ended, I literally yelled at the screen. I mean, <laughs> my wife was in the living room <laughs> and as as the last episode eight ended, I literally said out loud, what the, you know, and she was like, what? And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. This is the last episode. What? And I I walked around the living room and I, I went in the kitchen and I got some water and and I told her, I said, you know, it's so frustrating. I said, the, almost the measuring stick of whether a show is good or not is if I end up cursing at the end of it and walking around pissed off. And she was like, why why is that the measuring stick? I was like, I don't know. It just is. Like, if it's good, I'm I'm walking around the house and I'm literally saying foul language all around the house because I can't believe what I just saw. Or I'm pissed off that that's the last one because I want to see more because it's so good. And this one, this show, wasn't really that good until about the third episode. About the third and fourth episode, it started coming around and then it got really good and then the ending was great. So um, I'm going to give it a recommendation. I think they did a good job of it. They definitely spent some money in special effects. Um, it must be really cool to work in Hollywood right now to be able to make whatever you want. And that seems to be what this is. Somebody had a passion for it, and they got to make what they want, and it was really good. So check out The Witcher on Netflix. And speaking of Netflix, let's talk about the comedy show that I watched two last night and the rest of this morning. It's called The Degenerates, season two. Um, season one I talked about before had Christina Pajinski, Brad Williams, 
um, Joey Diaz, mad flavored Joey Diaz. And <clears throat> it was really great. But um, season two, I was looking forward to mainly because of some of the names that I saw in the lineup. The first comedian that came out was Miss Pat. Now, I'm a big fan of Miss Pat. I've heard Miss Pat on Burt's podcast, on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. She's got a very interesting story. She's a comedian originally from Atlanta. She talks about growing up as a drug dealer, um, having a very rough childhood, getting shot, you know, getting stabbed, all kind of crazy stuff. Um, she ended up, you know, getting remarried, uh, got into comedy late in life. And her story of how she's started in one spot and came, you know, 180 degrees in the other direction and now has a very successful comedic life and also wrote a book called rabbit. That was her, her drug dealer name. Um, she has a book out. A lot of people have read the book and they talk about how good it is. I like Miss Pat. I like Miss Pat's comedy. I think she's hilarious. Um, and she's real. Like everything she's telling you is stuff that really happened. So I really enjoyed that. Um, <clears throat> One of the other comedians that came out was Robert Kelly, old Bobby Kelly. Um, I know that Bobby Kelly is a friend of Joe's and uh, Bert's. Um, this wasn't Bobby's best stuff. I've seen Bobby do funnier stuff. Um, I think this was just a throwaway 20 minutes that he had. It's like the first half of it was just crowd work. He's trying to talk to people in the crowd. Uh, it wasn't, didn't really do anything for me. Um Nikki Glazer got out there though and set it on fire. She was funny. Uh, she looked great. You can tell she's been working out like crazy. Her legs. Wow. Um, yeah. She's funny. And, you know, she's beautiful and she's firing in all pistons right now. She's doing the, you know, the, the, the Alec Baldwin roast apparently was really huge for her. Uh, she just had the network, the Netflix special that she did a full hour on. Um, I talked about it called banging. Um, I didn't like the special that much. This is better. This 20 minutes was tight. You can tell that she was ready. She was, she just set the room on fire. It was funny. Um, Donnell Rawlings came out and didn't do that well. Uh, Donnell Rawlings has done a lot of work with Dave Chappelle and a lot of other comedians, um, and didn't really do that well this evening. Um, I don't know what was wrong. I don't know if the energy was wrong or something, but he was just off. And I'm a Donnell Rawlings fan. Donnell Rawlings has his own podcast now that he does with Kate uh, Quigley. Uh, you can find her on uh, Instagram, Kate Q Funny. She's hilarious. Uh, they're funny together. They're real silly together. And they kind of play off each other's energy. And, um, you know, but this this special, he just... He just didn't, it didn't do that well. Um, there's a lady I've never heard of before, and I got to read this to get it right. Um, I'm going to say that's Adrian, A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E, Adriani, Adriani. Uh, and her last name is really hard to say. Uh, L-A-P-A-L-U-C-C-I, Lapalucci, is that right? Adriani Lapalucci, is that Greek or Italian? I don't know. She was hilarious. Up to this point, when I watched her, she was like the fifth comedian that came out. Uh, is that right? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, she was the fifth comedian that came out. She was hilarious. She had a lot of dark humor stuff. <laughs> she was like 
hey, everybody's really comfortable talking about this. Let's make jokes about it. And she had jokes that were just killer. I mean, holy crap. She does one about school shootings that I literally got up and had to walk out of the room. I was like, <laughs> I didn't want to wake my wife up. I mean, it was I was early in the morning when I'm watching it. But I had to laugh and walk out of the room. I was like, I didn't expect to laugh about a school shooting, but holy crap, that is funny. Um, hilarious. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then the last comedian that rounded out the show is Jim Norton. I'm a big Jim Norton fan. Uh, he's done Opie and Anthony. He's done Joe's podcast. He's done everybody's podcast. He's been on Bert's podcast a bunch. He's hilarious. And he does great. He actually makes joke, jokes about suicide at the end. Hilarious. I didn't expect to laugh about, about suicide. And he's, he's very self-deprecating. He's a seasoned comic. He knows exactly what he's doing on stage. And he takes you along for the ride. He talks about how, you know, comedians get you know, all kind of crap about the things they say on stage, trying to make you laugh. And yet actors can play these horrible roles and they go, Oh, he did such a good job of being a psychopath. And it's like, what? Listen, he says exactly what a lot of comedians are feeling. And he does it in a way that's funny the entire time. Jim was a perfect roundup for this show. Whenever they decided to put it together, that was awesome. So good job, Jim, you know, Miss Pat. Awesome. Nikki Glazer, Awesome. That Adriana Lapalucci, great. Jim Norton, great. Uh, Robert and Danielle, sorry, buddy. You just guys, something was just off tonight. I don't know what it was. I don't know what was there, man. Didn't have it. Um, let's talk about uh, YouTube. I'm clicking through YouTube, like I said last night, looking for the Disney World fireworks show. And I noticed that Joe Rogan on his channel the Joe Rogan experience, there was a new video, but it wasn't like the podcast. It They have videos up that's like clips, and then some of it's the whole episode of the podcast. This was a 10-year review, and it's like two hours and 30 minutes long. I started watching it today, and it's great. It has early viewings of them starting episode one. It has a lot of meshed up videos of things that Joe says repetitively in different ways. Like fascinating, that's fascinating, 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 you know, (laughs) stuff about Bigfoot, it's hilarious. Um, There's a lot of clips on there from really good guests, a lot of really powerful things they talk about. It's neat the way they mashed it up. I don't know who worked on the editing on this, but it had to take hundreds of hours to put together, and it's worth it. I'm still watching it. I paused it to record this thing. If you get a chance, you're a Joe Rogan fan, watch it. Big shout out to my buddy Garth Cadmium Blair. If you hadn't turned me on to this, I don't know that I would have found Joe the way I found him. You turned me on to this years ago, and thank you. Because of you, I'm in. I'm a fan. So thank you, brother. Um, let's also talk about something that I'm that I bought. I know this is kind of a weird thing to talk about on stuff I heard, but you can tell people, yeah, I heard this thing on Joe. Okay, so my buddy Greg has this uh, thing for his grill that is a Wi-Fi thermometer. Now, there's a little bit of difference between Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. Bluetooth only reaches, you know, maybe if you get a really good one, up to about 175 feet. Um, I think I said yards in a video earlier, and I meant feet. (coughs) But... Wi-Fi, you can connect to your home Wi-Fi, and then if you go to the store or something, you can still see what you're cooking on this little thing. So, um, 
I looked at them. The company's called Fireboard. I looked at them. They're really expensive. And I thought, I don't really need Wi-Fi. I just need Bluetooth. So I, lit on, I looked on Amazon and I found one by this company and I can't even pronounce the name. It's H-A-U-E-A. You literally go on your apps on your phone. You download an app. This thing takes two AA batteries. You can put six probes in your meat. You can get live updates. It'll send you notifications. I just used it today for the first time, and it's really cool. I'm going to make a video about it, so check that out later for product review and an unboxing, that kind of thing. It's really cool. It was only 50 bucks on Amazon. Big thumbs up. And that's it. I'm going to wrap this up. My little camera's telling me my battery's dying on the camera, so... Thank you to everybody for tuning in. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. I still only have one dude subscribed or uh, 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 with a comment. Eh, three stars, you suck. And I was like, gee, thanks for the three stars, I guess. Uh, but anyway, uh, thank you for being here. And uh, hey, wish me luck on the 2020 uh, journey. If you guys want to join along, let me know. Tell me your progress. Tell me what you're finding works and what doesn't work. Um, and we'll go from there. Okay. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, please remember, uh, I'm doing this for free, so you get what you pay for. And I appreciate every one of you. <laughs> this is episode 175, and I'm out of here. Remember to cue the cow.